Well, hello, 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 greetings, praise the Lord, blessings, happy Tuesday. This is Angela Maria with Talk It Up, and I'm excited to come to you today because I will be doing a storytelling on what happened when I was able to see my mother since March the 13th. Uh, or it could have been the 11th that I got a phone call from the nursing home where she resides saying that they were going on lockdown for COVID. And I couldn't be mad. I couldn't be upset. Uh, all I could do was thank God that they were taking uh, preliminary precautions because of what was happening around the world. And to know that they were protecting my mother and all of the elderly and those who were rehab, um, habilitating in the nursing home was okay with me. I didn't murmur. I didn't complain about it, even though I know that they uh, had received some and I had read some on social media. But why would you when they are making sure that your loved ones are protected. They already are fighting illnesses. They don't need to have uh, lung infections that can fill uh, their lungs with fluid and can cause death, especially at the time when ventilators were short, beds in hospitals were short, and they were taking people off and out of rooms and putting them in the hallways to die without their loved ones. So shout out and kudos to my mom's nursing home for um, the state shutting them down. And I'm thankful and grateful for that happened. I'm sorry, I didn't even turn my notifications off before I started, but since I'm already into this, hopefully I won't get too many dings. Uh, so anyway, I received a phone call, which was a reminder from her cardiologist doctor's office um, that it was time for her biannual um, checkup. And that's something that I implemented myself to advocate for my mother to make sure that her heart was, you know, doing what it should be. Since she has had, I think this would be a fourth stroke. She had two um, when she was 40, uh, 4, 45. And then the one that caused more cognitive damage and um, put her in a nursing home um, also called uh, slight dementia. And she has paralysis on the left side of her body, the regular arm, um, hand and leg and feet, foot. So I was ecstatic because that meant that I would get to see her. Now, a lot of things came in, in mind for me, you know, with it being four months and they're still on lockdown. Um, I just would 
able to go and had to go because I'm a power of attorney for one and I had to consign, uh, sign the consent forms. Now I could not ride in the transport so I ended up following them. I just met there and waited for them to bring her out, load her into the transport and I followed them to the doctor's office so that you know we will all arrive at the same time. Um, I was excited when she came out. I kind of got teary-eyed. They had her masked. I was masked. They were masked. And I, you know, I went over uh, as they were loading her in. And she was right quiet. And um, I just said, hey, mommy. Hi, mommy. Just waving at her. And she just kind of looking at me. But then she she kind of, she, she had her eyes closed. But then she kind of opened them when she heard my voice. Because anyone <laughs> that knows my mother or has parents or loved ones that when they have to go through the regular routine and they know these processes are going on a lot of times they might close their eyes just you know they don't want to be bothered kind of like play possum but when she heard my voice she kind of peaked <laughs> so I already knew what she was doing because I said that she asleep and I said well she's not she wasn't asleep in the room but look like she's asleep now so y'all might think she's asleep my mama's not asleep so I'm coming today for, I, I call this Dementia Diaries, and I'm coming today to talk about our trip. So I get in the car and I wait, and as they're pulling off, you know, I've already said my prayers, you know, Lord, please get us there safely, get in the mechanisms of the vehicles, you know, no stops, nothing happened, break down. To me, it was like three phases. Phase one was getting there. Phase two was the doctor's visit, listening to what the doctor had to say after all results. And then phase three was getting back safely. So phase one, after saying prayer and... um. We arriving there, uh, they unloaded her and they did the testing um, to make sure that we didn't have fevers and we had to do the sanitizer with the hand and then they let me in. Um, it was only three, um, three of us in line. Uh, we were in line and then um, six feet away was another a couple and then um, an elderly man behind him. So I went up and signed the papers and they told us we could go to the waiting room. So as we were uh, through the waiting room, <laughs> I um, we were sitting down and I was just talking with the two that came to transport and it's just kind of just in generally talking about what was going on with COVID and they had seen some very sad things and um, the number of patients that they've had to take in and out of the hospital and just being in North Carolina, which is where I am, that how the numbers have just increased and how, you know, we thought it was serious when they first did the lockdown. It's even more serious now because a lot of people are not taking it serious. For those that don't wear a mask, that's their decision. I wear a mask. I definitely was wearing a mask around my mother. And as I said, when I first did the introductory, that, you know, I thought about it when I received the phone call, which was on a Thursday. Uh, we had the uh, doctor's appointment that 
last Friday. And, you know, it was in my prayer whether I should kiss her, whether I should hold her, how close should I get, should I hug her? And I had to think about her. I had to think about my mother. I had to think about the other patients and the staff at the nursing home. She has to go back in. I am out. I go into stores. I'm around other people. I want to make sure that I'm taking precautions. So the decision was not to kiss her, although I wanted to. The decision was not to hug her. And God knows I wanted to. Uh, so as she, you know, laid, you know, strapped still, I guess, I, I don't know what they call the, um, I can't think of it right now, the stretcher. Um, you know, they had her uh, locked in and kind of sitting up and I was talking again to the transporter. So I got up off my chair because she was quiet and her head was facing the other way. So I needed to see her. So I went on the other side and she had her eyes closed again. I said, I whispered to her, Mama, <laughs> Mama, who am I? Because <laughs> remember, I, I said she had slight dementia. And she 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 has with dementia is different stages. And although I read a lot about it, it's still something that is in Alzheimer is still a lot of research to be done. Uh, my mom has gone through stages where she points. She goes through stages where she'll whisper. She'll go through stages where she she hoards like ketchup packets, the fork, the straw, any little small things, she'll stuff them in her pillow. So she's in her whispering mode. So I said, Mom, who am I? Just making sure, because it's been months. And even though I see her at the window, glass still down, but she can see me, I can see her. I'm yelling a little bit, but I sing. I'm so sorry about all these notification rings. Uh, but if I if if I try to go out now, it's it's going to stop my recording. So I'm going to continue. On. My apologies, everyone. But as I was saying, she goes she goes through these stages where she hoards the the packets, <laughs> and so um. But she's in the, the whisper mode, and she says, Angie, and I was like, Good. She still knows who I am. <laughs> So about this time, um, the nurse comes over and says that our room is ready. So they wheel her into the room and, you know, transport, they go, uh, they sign whatever's needed to be signed. And I go in the, I go in the room with her. And as I'm in the room with her, um, we're, uh, sitting and, um, I forgot my phone, y'all. I forgot my phone. It's like, oh my gosh, because I called my brother so ecstatic the night before. You know, he's in Virginia and it's only a few hours away. And sometimes he'll drive down for uh, doctor's visits or um, important appointments. Appointments. Uh, so I was just letting him know if you want to come. I'll be, you know, have the opportunity to see her. And if not, then I'll call you guys and um, we could, you know, video or you could talk to her on the phone. My grand my mother has two, two uh, granddaughters and one grandson. 
and um, the two granddaughters live in Virginia. They're nine and they're seven. So being that I forgot my phone, I'm like, oh my gosh. So, um, but it, it turned out to be the best thing. It was a good thing because um, I'm a churchy girl. Uh, I love the Lord and um, I love singing songs to my mother. It just seems to lift her spirit. So as I said, you know, she's in this mode where she's playing, you know, possum as if she's asleep, but she's not asleep. So I'm like, mom, you want to hear some songs? And she, she was covered up. She, she's cold natured. And so I always asked them to double her blankets. So they had her covered up. They know how I am. I'll get on them. And, and so I said, stick your thumb out. Give me a thumbs up if you want to hear some songs. So she lifted her little thumb out and I knew we were on. So I started singing songs like, you know, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. So I'm just going on and on in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you have to flee. And I noticed because I'm sitting at the uh, near the door and she's facing the wall far in. So her feet are facing me. All of a sudden, <laughs> that little um, par- um, paralysis leg, her foot starts to jump and move around. It, it just... It warmed my heart because she was really enjoying the melody. She was really enjoying the praising and and worshiping. So when I finished singing about three rounds of it, <laughs> I clapped my hands like, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's like, okay, you want to hear another song? Give me a thumbs up. She th- took that little thumb out the cover and um, put it back on. <laughs> so I started singing another song. So I wanted about th- 10 rounds of singing songs. Voice literally started to get hoarse. I did not care as long as she wanted to hear songs until the doctor arrived in to talk. And then that's what I was going to do. And of course, the nurse um, and the assistants was coming in in and out. And each time they come in, I kind of stopped because I'm like, to them, they probably was like, why is this girl in here singing church songs? This is a doctor's office. You know how you might feel. So they're, of course, taking care of, you know, taking her um, temperature. Oh, I'm sorry, not temperature, you know, blood work and um, doing their uh, little EKGs, all that. And every time they go out, you know, we will begin back up. That little foot will be jumping. So I really got into church church mode. It just kind of like clicked, just the idea. You know, the Lord laid on my heart. <clears throat> and, then, and I just said, yeah, and we are uh, having, we're going to have church today. <laughs> and I was like, yes, the pastor preached. Didn't he preach, mama? And, and I said, if he preached, give me thumbs up. Now, at this time, she's still not talking because she can get in her little modes where she don't want to talk sometimes, even with me and the daughter. 
<laughs> so I said, and now, you know, we're going to have scripture reading. So I just did a, a little uh, a short scripture. I read, forgot exactly what I said at the time. Like I was like really in the spirit, just, just trying to bond and give my mom a worship service um, in that amount of time that I was able to spend with her and that we can rejoice and bond and just praise the Lord together. So I said, uh, now it's time for testimony service and we're going to have Sister Angela, who is my name, and Sister Sarah, who is my mom's name, you know, do a testimony service. They just finished with praise and worship. You know, we're singing songs and and then she kind of started getting into it. So I said, we're now going to turn the service over into the hands of Sister Sarah and she is going to give testimony, her testimony. Take it away, Sister Sarah. Listeners on this podcast, my mother, (laughs) I'm so tickled, my mother came out of her shell. She said, well, I like to thank and praise the Lord uh, because he's good and he's been good to me. And I was sitting over there like, yes, yes, yes. Tell it, Sister Sarah. Tell it, Sister Sarah. And she's like, and uh, I thank him that I'm here today and I'm glad to be in church. And I'm just telling tears, just literally just rolling down my eyes just to see the spirit of God just working in that moment, in that moment. She's been, you know, without seeing me since March. And I'm used to singing songs. I'm used to giving her some of 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 God and of Jesus to her, and to see her, you know, just think that this is just going to be the regular mode of um, of systematically whatever the procedures are and dealing, you know, with medical. I'm just going to close my eyes and just. You tune everything out until they take me safely back to my room. But that was not the case. She started moving her little feet to the beat and to the music. And then she really, you know, got into it. She really wanted to praise the Lord and to worship him. And it did her soul good. It did my soul good. It made her happy. It made me happy. And so after she said a few words and I was like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And I was like, we just got to raise our hands, mama, and just praise the Lord. She stuck that little hand up and started waving it around. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so I said, now, before we bring the pastor up to preach, you know, we only a couple of them came uh, to church today because of COVID-19. So we got a soprano, Sister Angela, and the alto, Sister Sarah, and they're going to <clears throat> and they're going to sing in the choir today, our two choir members. And I said, Mama, you got it. it ain't nobody but me and you today. We got to lead choir for church tomorrow. We got this. <laughs> My mama said, we got this. Hallelujah. Ain't God good? He is able. He is so able. And so we just started singing songs. And um, I just 
tried to sing songs that I knew that she knew. I already sung 10, so I'm still trying to grasp and come up with good songs. But the one that we ended up singing uh, for for us being in the choir was, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. All the Bible tells me so. And so I kept going on and on. And by the time I sung it, the second time, here she comes. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. She joined right on in. She joined right on in. So I'm clapping and I'm praising. <laughs> and so by we got to the end of it, it was like, yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy to be praised. So hallelujah. Ain't he worthy, mama? To my, yes, he worthy. Hallelujah. And we just said about four or five hallelujahs. <laughs> so I said, mama, when I say... <clears throat> What was it that I said? Oh, gosh. I said, when I say God is good, you say all the time. And I said, God is good. She said, all the time. I said, God is good. All the time. God is so good. All the time. Now, we done done this three, four, five, six times. So, knock on the door. And the nurse peeps in. And so, all of a sudden, it gets real quiet. Because it kind of startled me. So, I said, oh... And I said, I hope we're not too loud. She said, oh, no, you're fine. We're actually enjoying it out there. <laughs> so I just kind of giggled. My, meanwhile, my mom's quiet over there. So she comes in with this stethoscope to take her heartbeat. So I just want to listen to your heart for a few minutes. So, of course, you know, we're quiet. So I'm over there humming, but I'm kind of doing it quiet because I know she needs to hear so after she's done, she's like, okay, sounds good. The doctor should be in in just a few minutes. And so I was like, mom, I said, she heard you out there praising the Lord. I said, you want to tell her what we were doing? You know, when I say Jesus, um, when I say um, God is good, you say all the time. So I said, God is good. Got quiet. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I said, God is good. I'm looking over at her. The nurse looking at her, smiling. I said, Mama, you ain't going to tell her all the time. She said, she's just quiet. She don't want to talk to me. <laughs> so the nurse went out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, Mama, why you ain't tell the nurse all the time? I'm like, everybody want a chance to go to heaven. <laughs> now, everybody knows my mom. She comes from the era of Martin Luther King. So it's been a long journey and we're still working on her with different things and dealing with black and white issues because the nurse was white and a lot of times, you know, and I'm very frank about it. Um, And I work with people at the nursing home and they're fine. They love her. They understand. And we talk open about it even in our meetings because they say we still have family like that too. Um, And with what's going on now with you know, the pandemic and the protests and, and marches is we have to talk. We have to communicate. And if we have 
uh, people in our family that still feel these type of ways, we still have to talk to them and get them to understand those things. And I said, and so after I said, she said, yes, she do. And so that was a good thing. But when I tell you guys the joy of the Lord just answering my prayer because I've been trying very hard to stay busy and stay focused um, knowing that I, I can't physically see her. And as long as I know that the nursing home, which they call every week to give a report. And the wonderful thing is no one there has um, had COVID, nor the staff, nor the uh, patients, and not even um, um, pneumonia. So that is such a miracle and a blessing. And I thank God for that. And just with the prayers of just, you know, wanting to see her, how he made a way. And it was through a doctor's visit, but still he made a way. And that way turned into a way that we could praise and give him glory and give him honor and give him um you know, the reverence that is due to him and praying that that praise and joy that she was able to exert out herself is implementing and turning um, um, healing within her mind, within her body, within her spirit and within her soul. And so I said at the end, I said, because I want to make it heaven, don't you, Ma? I want to go, too. I want to make it heaven, too. So pray for my mother. (laughs) Pray for me. Pray that I go beyond ministry. Pray that I will be the servant that he wants me to be. He's still working on me. I still have uh, ways to go. I still have things that I'm overcoming, but I thank and praise him that I have a mind to want to acknowledge him, to serve him, and to want to change and do things for the better. I am happy to report that my uh, mother's visit was a great success. Hallelujah. Yes. She has a, what's it called, a defibrillator. Uh, The doctor said that it was working perfect, that her heart was uh, pumping and doing everything um, well above what it, you know, should be. It was over the norm. And kidneys, liver, everything, just an A++ report. So I'm thanking um, God for all of that for all of that. So we packed up, packed her up. They loaded her back up. You know, I was able to talk to her as I walked back down as they loaded her up. And sure, it was things that I could have done in that little small town next over while there. But I said, no, I want to go straight back. That's what I prayed for. Get us here safely. Phase one, let the doctor see her and get the results. Phase two, 
And phase three was to get us packed safely. And those were the things that I prayed for, I asked for, and I wanted to be able to greet her <clears throat> and um, let her know I love her and wave till I see you at the window uh, before they took her back in because I know that they're still on lockdown. So I wanted every moment that I could have with her uh, physically. We got back and all those things were done. She smiled. She told me she loved me. I told her I loved her. I waved. And as bad as I wanted to kiss her and hold her, I didn't because we still have to be cautious. And that's the same way that we have to think about things, even with those who don't want to wear masks. They have to think about other people. So I hope that you enjoyed this. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this storytelling with um, um, di- Dementia uh, Diaries. I definitely wanted to bring it to the table um, on my Facebook blog. I told everyone uh, that, you know, about her, blogged about that, wrote about that. But I said that I will be giving the details, details on my podcast. And if you want to hear it, you got to come here to hear it. So if you took upon yourself to click um, from one of the links on my social medias to hear it, or if you're on Anchor or any of the supporting podcasts and you click to hear it um, based off of a hashtag or the title or just because you have me favorite, I thank you. I thank you so much. I definitely will be bringing more um, with my mom and I also will be bringing stories with my 105-year-old grandmother who's my dad's mom. So um, I'm just ecstatic. I'm just grateful, still full from seeing her on Friday and The Lord truly answered prayers. He answered that prayer. And I just pray that he continue to keep her and keep all of the staff and all of the other residents that are at her nursing home. And I can't wait. In a couple of days, they'll have their third parade with the bake sale. And everyone walks around and waves at each patient at the window. So I'm excited about that. I participated in the last two. And I'll be doing it again. So until next time, you guys be blessed on this Tuesday and continue to enjoy your day. All right. This has been Angela Maria with Talk It Up. See you next time.